going on, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of not only your favorite show on Mondays now, but also probably the best one. I'm not going to lie. Listen, I'm a, I'm a truthful person. It's probably the best one you listen to. I'm not going to lie to you. But with that being said, I hope everybody's doing A-OK. You know, New York, a little overcast today. I'm not going to lie. A little overcast. There wasn't much to do outside today. So, well, I did my favorite activity and laid in bed. Um, also, woke up at like 1 o'clock today. I went to bed. You know, it's weird, too. Like, I go to bed late all the time, but I still usually wake up like, don't get me wrong, it's still late, like 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. One o'clock today. I don't know what it was. Let me tell you something though. You have blackout curtains in your room. I do not, bro. Let me tell you something. I close these curtains. It could be four in the afternoon, 155 degrees outside, sun peeking through the window. Wouldn't even know. Really? Would have absolutely no idea. The only I one we try to. My room is dark. The only room we try to have a blackout curtain in. Is a living room, but Bug loves to to stare out the door window, so he's wow. always knocking that thing down. So it's just kind of pointless to keep putting it back up. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, Josh, I start off the show as I always do with the important question that everybody has on their mind. How you doing there, pal? I'm doing good. I'm coming off the greatest betting week I've ever had in my life. You know, it's crazy, like, folks. I like to point out once again, never has he ever shared them with me. I didn't. I did not even tell a single soul about the streak I was on because I was so scared that that was going to end it. Like, it was going to be over. But I can talk about it now because the Knicks lost last night. So, okay. well, yesterday. But it was. I lost the bet on Monday that I thought was a lock. You know, Thunder minus four and a half. Paolo wasn't playing. They only won by three. Uh, but after that, I did not lose a bet until Sunday afternoon, and it was okay. it was beautiful. It's beautiful. Okay, we well, love to hear that. Yeah, how are you doing, Connie? Oh, you know, we're doing a okay. Just chilling. My brother's wedding is Friday, uh, so got the rehearsal Thursday, or rehearsal dinner, I should say. Uh, Friday, the wedding. You know, so moving up in life. I'll finally have an in-law, technically. Nice. Even though, like I said, they're getting married on their 10th anniversary. It barely counts. Right, yeah. That's the same with my sister and her boyfriend. They've been together since high school, got three kids together, just not married. Like, Yeah, like, just... listen, I've known, this for, I've known the outcome for a long time. The, yeah. suspense, the suspense isn't there anymore, simply, you know. Yeah, like they're engaged, but even that wasn't like, a big deal because it's like, yeah, you guys are together forever. We already know that. You know what the funny thing is? My brother proposed on Christmas. Not this year. Like, obviously not this year, but um, I think like two years ago. And I don't think like he didn't tell any of us he was going to. And literally he just sent a text message in a group chat with me and my brother, my other brother in it of like his girl with the ring on. <laughs> and you would think that, like, as brothers, we'd be like, oh, my God, congratulations. This is great. I've, I'm 99% sure both of us texted back, what the fuck? <laughs> and then my other brother, which this is still one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my entire life. He's, he, he texted my the group chat back and said, is that Carolyn, which is my brother's fiance? 
Who else would it have been? <laughs> it's some random. Like, uh, who who else would that have possibly been? <laughs> yeah, like, that's a crazy. That's yeah. a crazy comment. It was. It was definitely out there. But whatever. We move on into the things that people care about more than our personal lives, which is very rude, by the way. Very rude. Um, but we go to the UFC. A little Ortega Rodriguez recap. Now, Josh, I watched. I actually had to go on, what was it, Saturday, right? Yeah. On Saturday, I had to go to the venue where my brother's getting married and make sure that the stream that I'm trying to help set up for them is was working. It was. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, so I And I also had a, a Renegades game to work, and my brother was like 10 minutes from the stadium. I live like a half hour, so obviously I just went back to his house. And I actually did watch a lot of this now. Was I completely locked in now? And, of course, I think the fight that I missed was the main event. <laughs> so I watched the other ones. Um, that that crate, I don't even know these people's names, but that comeback that that one fighter had. Matt Schnell. Matt Bro, Schnell. I think that's his name. That was insane. insane. I remember I was watching it with my brother. He was like, yo, I don't understand how they're not calling this fight. Like, yeah. he think I'm casual. My brother's really casual. Like, he, a couple <laughs> punches get landed, and he's like, oh, they got to call the fight. And I'm like, God, down. <laughs> Calm down. Um, but even I, I was like, oh, he's he's done now. Oh, he's gone now. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's absolutely over now. And the next thing I know, he's on top of the other guy and pause. Uh landing elbows. And next thing I know, the guy is just literally bleeding out on the canvas. Yeah. Yeah. Now that was a crazy, crazy turn of events. Uh, I don't know the other guy's name, and even if I did, I'd probably pronounce it wrong. because uh, you know he has one of those those crazy last names. True, uh, true. But he, yeah, he was landing those elbows like it was nasty. I thought for sure Chanel was done. Uh, and then, you know, he gets, he starts piecing him up, gets him on the ground. Of, I thought it was done at the ground of pound, too. When he started piecing him up on the ground and he was just covering up, I thought it was over. And then he gets him in the triangle choke. And he, I thought the guy was dead. He wasn't moving, face all bloody. It's like literally dead. Yeah, like he's done. Uh, that was that was absolutely crazy. But you didn't. Well, the main event didn't really happen. Uh, we got it started, and uh, Yair Rodriguez landed some nice, clean, like straight rights on Ortega. Uh, then, and in classic Ortega fashion, he gets him up against the cage, gets a nice takedown. But then Ortega got his arm caught. And Yair was trying to turn it into an arm bar. And as he's trying to pull it out, his shoulder came out of the socket. So the fight got called. Not even three minutes in, got called. Ortega loses, which sucks really bad because he didn't really, really lose. And people were mad that uh, Rodriguez was celebrating like he won. But, like, I think he's celebrating because Max Holloway is the number one contender. He just lost to Volkanovski. Volkanovski already beat Ortega. So Yair is most likely getting the next title shot. That's why he was celebrating. He's not celebrating because Ortega just blew his shoulder. He's celebrating because that's most likely a title shot for him now with the win. Uh, but it sucked. I thought Ortega was about to do work on the ground, and then his just shoulder got got caught when he was trying to pull it out, which sucks. Yeah, that injuries suck. They really do. Like even like I'll bring this into my realm that I can understand it more. Uh, Yankee game yesterday. I don't know if you saw it. I tweeted it out from the from the banter account. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yankees playing the Red Sox. Chris Sale's making his like second start yeah, from the I saw IL. That. 
he had some he had some I think he had like a right rib injury or something like that that kept him out like the entire year. Chris Sale coming back. Aaron Hicks, hundred mile an hour line drive back up the middle, hits off his hand, just immediately starts bleeding. His yeah. pinky is throwing up gang signs. And uh yeah, fractures fractured the pinky. And you wow. could see it like, bro. Like, a, a lot of announcers and even – even I don't like doing it, like, you know, from, like, certain accounts that we have, you know, oh, looks like this is the injury because, listen, I'm a doctor and I'm basically an idiot too. Um, so, but, I mean, he threw up – he he put his pinky up and it was sideways and yeah. in, in different ways. So, even I tweeted, I said, yeah, it looks like uh, that pinky's broken. And then it came out that it, that it was broken. I don't know how long he's going to be out for, but, I mean, bro, injuries ruin everything. I saw a tweet uh, talking about his injuries, like his injury past, and like none of them are really related to each other. Like it's not like no. re-injuring something; just crazy stuff always happens to him. Sucks. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, it's the littlest things in baseball too can keep you out. Because, like, realistically, you think about it, if he breaks his his finger, right? And this is football; he's playing. That's that's exactly how I thought of it when it first happened. I'm like, ah, peaky injury shouldn't be too long, but then it's like it's baseball. He's a pitcher. Yeah, like, that's like way you need way bigger to grab onto the ball. Yeah, like if you're a linebacker or if you're in the NBA if, and you like, listen, even if you're a quarterback in the NFL, you're probably still playing. Yeah, yeah. Listen, is it going to be yeah. painful? Yeah, NBA, you throw a splint on. Uh, listen, hockey, they'll play through if they're, they they will come out of the coffin. Yeah, if they had died the night before, play the game and then go back to eternal sleep. So I mean, you don't <laughs> got to worry about them. Um, but yeah, sucks for that. Sucks because yeah. I mean, injuries. But yeah, so I guess I didn't miss anything crazy in that main event because the injury. Nah. Yeah, no, nah, it was a real bug because it was shaping up to be a nice fight. Like Yair was landing some nice shots. Brian had some good shots in there too. And I was about to go to the ground, and both of them are very good grapplers. So it's going to be interesting to see how Yair does because Ortega is one of the best in the UFC at, at groundwork and all that. So just a real bummer that it ended that way. That was going to be a good fight. But then also afterwards, like, it's funny because Ortega was, like, apologizing to everyone, obviously, because he, you know, he's a showman. He wants to put on a show. But then he goes backstage, and he's, like, apologizing to uh, Yair's family. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure they're happy that it ended early. I don't think they're too upset that that fight didn't go five <laughs> rounds with their, you know, brother, father, husband. Like, they're not too upset about it. So it was kind of funny seeing them apologize to them. But just a bummer. I hope they, if, you know, if Dana doesn't want to give. Because Volkanovsky, did you see his tweet? I did not. Uh, when they announced Oliveira versus uh, uh, who, uh, Khabib's. Oh, Islam? Yeah, Islam. When they announced that, Volkanovski retweeted it and said he's got the winner. So he's moving up. He wants that title shot to become double champ. So I'm excited for that. I want Oliveira to win. Oliveira's going to kill Islam. He's going to kill. We'll talk about it the week before the fight because I think it's UFC 280. So it's we got a while before that. Oh, no. we can. I wanted to talk a little bit about that because I've, okay. I've seen a lot of people share that opinion. Yeah, like Islam's great. But like he's he's in a weird spot to where it's kind of it's kind of the same way when Yuri got the title shot against Glover, he's only got two fights. Like Islam's on like a ten fight, you know, bunch of finishes, but it's against nobody. His last fight, you know, 
it's it was against Bobby Green on a forty eight hour notice. Like he like he didn't Bobby Green had just fight. yeah, he, Bobby Green had just fought the weekend before too. So I mean if it was not Oliveira, like if it was somebody else, like it, let's just say it was Chandler or Gaethje, I'd be like, Yeah, I think I think he's got a shot at it. But Oliveira's put down the every great fighter in that division already. I just don't think Islam, even against those, like if it was Poirier versus Islam, I'm taking Poirier. If it's Gaethje versus Islam, I'm taking Gaethje. Uh, but I think it's going to be a very good fight because both these guys love to finish people. They love to put on shows. So I think it's going to be a good fight. But I think Oliveira is going to kill that man in the first round. Like, I don't think it's going to be a lot. I fight. genuinely want to see the the punch that, like, takes out Oliveira. Mm-hmm. Because – like you said, he's taking him from Poirier. He's taking it from Gaethje, like Chandler. I mean, all of them. Like I don't, like, I don't understand how how he continues to do it. Yeah, like it doesn't make cool. sense. Listen, I'm also a mortal human being who, you know, I look <laughs> at some of the calf kicks they do, and I, Cats, I yeah, cry a little bit. <laughs> and then they all of a sudden get punched in the face by something that looks like a Mack truck, and they're fine. So you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't really. Make sense to me anyway but you know who am i yeah I'm, i don't know I, I guess i guess i'm kind of excited because this was always the fight that people kept talking about anyway mm-hmm. like i i understand where you're coming from too though like this is early mm-hmm. like uh, uh, people wanted this fight you know maybe down the road a little bit more maybe when islam had you know maybe two more fights you know fought some people that weren't you know he hasn't fought anybody ranked hasn't fought a single ranked guy exactly so and I mean, man, I almost would rather see Chandler get another shot. Yeah, I, like I know, but yeah. I'm sorry. You know, I think the only guy like you're talking about, you want to see the punch that finally, like, oh, Oliver can't get up from that. I think Volkanovski is the only guy that's like right now that I could think of that's actually someone he will fight that can put him away. Like that's the only one. How is he on the ground? Volkanovski or Oliveira? No, 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 I know how Oliveira is on the ground. Trust me. Volkanovski's defense in like grappling situations is really good. I mean, just looking at what he did against Ortega, surviving that, like he's he's very good on the ground. Uh, but against a guy like Oliveira, I think that's a situation where it's just length is going to give Oliveira the this pure advantage there on the ground because Oliveira's. I mean, Volkanovski's not a tall dude. He doesn't. No, have that's long that's long. what I was always saying too. Like when he keeps talking about moving up, I'm like, bro, you understand <laughs> that like you're kind of small in your own division, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't get me wrong. He's ran through that division like it's nobody's business. But mm-hmm. moving up is a de- listen. We all think Adesanya is a god. He moved up, mm-hmm. think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. No. We're gonna see how John Jones does moving up. Like, right, right. I don't know. There's. I, I think they're pretty evenly matched when it comes to you know grappling and submissions. I think they're pretty evenly matched. I could use more super fights in the UFC. I could. Yeah. Like absolutely. they always happen. Oh god, I gotta sneeze. I think. I believe I do. They always happen in boxing, but I feel like it never happened in the UFC. Yeah, not too often you get something like that. I can't even remember the last one, really. I mean, no, I guess. Like, I mean, isn't it McGregor and... Yeah, I think... I mean, Was it Aldo that he was going for the double championship? 
Now he he got the double championship against oh, I can't remember his name, but the last time someone tried to become double champ was Adesanya against Jan Blahovich, and didn't exactly work out for for Adesanya because I was just sized. I mean, like you talk about how Volkanovski's a smaller dude, like Adesanya is pretty tall, he's pretty well built, but Jan Blahovich is he's a heavyweight, like he's he's big. That's what he does, or light heavyweight, I guess. Interesting. Give us more. Give us more super fights, Dana. Okay, yeah, for real. Listen, for real. everybody's. You also think to I. Is it me? But I feel like titles change in the UFC kind of fast, almost. But for this past, like however long, I feel like there has been. I, when's the last time a title? Change? I mean, the Rose fight, but like that was. Barely well, we had uh, Yuri beat Glover Tashira. True. But then even before that. But like Uzman, think, oh, no, actually we have we've had we've had a few because Aljamain beat Jan, then Brandon Moreno and uh, Figgy's back and forth and all that. Sure. So I mean we've we've had like and then the controversy you know when Jan got stripped and then you know Oliveira got stripped and now Oliveira's like, a champion still been the champ. Don't care. Listen. Yeah. You can yeah. strip it all you want. Doesn't matter. Nobody beat him for it. Could you ever see like like let's say. Volkanovski goes up and beats Oliveira if Oliveira beats Islam. Like, what about Oliveira moving down or up? Like, that'd be key. I, I mean, he's got weight trouble, obviously, because he lost the belt, but I mean. Exactly. I would imagine it would be easier for him to move up than down if he couldn't even get to his own weight. Right, yeah, but I, I think if he keeps his reign, like if he beats Islam, beats Volkanovski, and he's just run through that division already, I think, I mean, but it's interesting because you can't really say he's run through the division. And I know all the people that hate Conor McGregor are going to be like, Conor has a one fight in five years. He's still one of the best fighters on the planet. Like, there's no question about it. So I think I think for him to fully run through, he's probably got to take on Conor. So I, 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 I really that. wonder what happens with Conor's career if yeah. he has the same success but doesn't become Conor McGregor. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he's not like, this – Icon, yeah, like he's not this yeah, exactly. He's not an icon, doesn't have a you know, sell a whiskey company for however many millions of dollars he did. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to fight, no, like he really does. He comes back every once in a while because Dan is like, Hey, here's a bunch of money, and uh, yeah, I guess I could fight for that. Like, he doesn't need to. This man's set up generations because of that whiskey company. Like, I want, I really do want wonder what happens because I think. Like he's making the Hall of Fame no matter what, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can make the Hall of Fame just for what he did for the sport because I think right. he made it more mainstream than anybody ever has. Oh, um, yeah. But, like, if he just becomes, like, that great but doesn't have all the off the – I want to say field and court, but that's not a thing. Off the, <laughs> you know, canvas. Out of the octagon. Yeah, <laughs> out of the octagon things <laughs> go his way. I wonder, like, how – like, I wonder what he could have reached almost. Like this is this is almost like a good what if. You know what I mean? We always yeah. have the what ifs of like, oh, if he didn't get hurt or if he didn't turn to a crackhead like Doc Gooden in baseball. Um mm-hmm. but like I wonder what happens if he doesn't have that success and like it just focuses on MMA like his entire time. Like he was like, just oh, humble, like just a humble yeah. man, like not if he was like not cocky or anything. That'd be crazy. I, I think his career probably goes better. Oh, yeah, I think it would, too, because, like I said, you know, once he became the double champ, that was kind of when the 
the Floyd thing started. So what mm-hmm. happens if he never goes after the Floyd situation? Because that took him out of the UFC for how long, right. too? Yeah. So he has that. I mean, then he would come back every once in a while, even after that. And then the whiskey thing happened. So then he's really only coming back every once in a while. Like, I really do wonder what happens if that whole time he's just like, yeah, screw it. Mm-hmm. MMA, like, yeah, Floyd, you can call me out all you want, but unless you're coming to the MMA, I don't want it. Yeah, that'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. He might be triple champ, bro. Who knows? Who knows? That left hand. Because he, I mean, if he, the pictures he posts now, like, pause, but he's looking thick, bro. Like, he's big. Nah, he's a, that man's like, been, crazy. Yeah. He's been in the Yeah. I want him to come back. And I, I mean, the last time he had, like, his comeback fight, they gave him uh, Donald Cerrone. And he, you know, he put him away. I, I want him to get a, I want, Nate Diaz versus Connor three. I think that should be his comeback fight. That'd be awesome. That'd be See, awesome. But I almost also feel like that's doing him dirty. Right. Like, not yeah. not Nate Diaz. Like, and this sounds weird to say. I feel like giving him a good opponent is doing him dirty. Right. Yeah. Like I kind of feel like you have to build him back up to like, okay, Connor. Like, yeah, you're our biggest superstar, but like, we kind of need you to fight some guy ranked twelve. Yeah. You know, that's kind of what the cowboy fight is, but he just. Connor just finds his way into a rivalry. Like oh, the yeah, Fourier course, shit comes Connor, out of nowhere. Well, here's the thing. He finds his way into rivalries because he says one thing, the other person hears it and it's like Bag. Connor McGregor <laughs> called me out. Bag. That's Brad. I'm rich now. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what they, like that's the that's all they the the cash register opening is all they hear. Like, mm-hmm. Every time Connor mentions oh, somebody's yeah. name. Listen, if I was a nobody, I would call out Conor McGregor. Absolutely. After every single fight, if I won, yo, Conor, you're literally useless. You didn't do anything for the UFC. Every time. <laughs> like in the – in the, there was a press conference Conor was doing one time, and Jeremy Stevens was behind him, and one of the reporters asked, like, who's the best in the division? Jeremy Stevens was like me, and that's what Conor was like. Who the fuck is that guy? Oh, <laughs> like, my God. That's, God that's like, so I'd, be, I'd be talking shit to him. Like, yeah, Conor, fight me. I I would I really would like I don't listen gold digger bag chaser I'm all of them all of the yep. above that's me yep you're damn right I am <laughs> um you want to go into the Blaze Aspinall thing or you want to just go on because we've been on UFC for a while well Blaze Aspinall just this fight card in general when the UFC goes to England they're going to London for this Patty the Baddie is out. Oh. Meatball Molly's here. Like it's they're all fighting. Uh Jack Hermanson's fighting. Alexander Gustafsson, Paul Craig, Mark Diakise. Lots of very good fighters on this card. And who doesn't? I mean, two of the best names in the sport, Patty the Batty, Meatball Molly, on fire right now. So just this card in general, and then the main event, Curtis Blades, Tom Aspinall. Just a lot of good fights this weekend. So that's a card people should definitely That's this weekend. That is this weekend, yep. Saturday, I assume then. Yeah, and it's probably going to be one of those earlier cards, I'd assume. Actually, no, that doesn't bother me. Yeah, it used to, but now I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing anything on a Saturday. I'm glad UFC's on right now, and we're into the main card at 2 o'clock. Like, I'm okay with that. Yeah, like like these pay-per-views. Bro, that Adesanya fight, I got home at 2.30. I swear, dude, I hate how late it is. And also, I tweeted this out. I think a couple days ago. I, saw, I know exactly what you're about to say. There's no reason a baseball game should start any later than eight o'clock. No reason <laughs> for it, man. It's already a ten hour game every time. Well, listen, so it's ten no o'clock reason. for us, not the West Coast. Right, I know, but still they should just time it better. Like just nothing later. 
9.30 when the Dodgers and Angels start playing. And I got I to gotta watch the game because I needed the Dodgers for my parlay. But luckily, the Dodgers went up 7-0 early. So I was like, okay. Well, listen, you know, living in New York, I'm, I'm East Coast till I die. Right. But West Coast got life made, bro. Yeah, for real, dude. Like, you got to think about this, right, Josh? 8 o'clock game, 8 o'clock Sunday night football, 5 o'clock for them. I hate that. And they five, don't get cold. They don't get winter either, really. Like, like 5 o'clock, and it ends at 8. You you got you got two hours, even if you're <laughs> in school and stuff, you want to go to bed early still, 10 o'clock, to do whatever you want. Yeah. Oh, a game goes into OT, Sunday night football, I'm – yeah, for real. You know, 12, 12 31 o'clock. I remember, you know, going to going to school the next day a little, sometimes a little, you know. Oh, brother. <laughs> that game. Like like London games. But no, you know who really hasn't made Hawaii, bro? I would love to live in Hawaii. I think Hawaii's six bad. hours behind. Like imagine getting like a full ride scholarship to like Hawaii. Like I don't even got to pay for college and I live in Hawaii. I'm always jealous when I see people commit there. I'm like, that's just shout out, count the bucket, all things uh, NBA over here in the uh, unwrapped department. So make sure you go check that out. Nah, but I think Hawaii is like six hours behind. So what? A one o'clock game for them starts at what? I'm not good at math here. I'm not either. Well, let's see. A one o'clock game for the like one o'clock for you. Yeah, a one o'clock East Coast game for Hawaii. Because I'm an hour behind you. So oh, are you? I always forget one o'clock. One o'clock game. I know what I'm going to do, Josh. Look at this. Ready? World's clock. Let's go to Hawaii. I always just type in CST to whatever time zone I have to have to figure oh, out. Let's go to Hawaii. How is this like not coming up? H A W A I I. I think. Bro, so so like the world clock just does, Hawaii just doesn't count on the world clock. Like, no, nah, Hawaii's not- its own its own place. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Whatever. I don't know. But still, they're lucky people, because uh, I think it's I think like a one o'clock game there is like super early. It might be, it might even be more than six hours. I think I'm wrong on that because I I could have swore I remember somebody telling me that they wake up at six in the morning to watch football there. Yeah, no, I definitely. Yeah, I think it is like super early, something like that. How far behind is Hawaii from New York? Yeah, it is because. Like when Hawaii, oh like no, I was like six hours. Yeah, college football games start at like midnight or one a.m. for that. So seven twenty-eight is one twenty-eight in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, because that's I always remember seeing that when I'm like looking at college football games. The schedule, I'm like, why doesn't play till one in the morning? Like, what are we doing? But <laughs> <laughs> it's normal for them, I guess. So I'm still trying to do the math here. But that's also shocking that they're yeah, not so that's- that. No, that's yeah, right. So that's that's got to be six in the morning for Hawaii for a one o'clock game, right? Yeah, that's crazy. Also, then that I feel like their sports teams should be better, like basketball and football, because you got guys traveling there and their sleep schedule is gonna be fucked up. Bro, do you know how lit I would be <laughs> if I'm going to school and all of a sudden I see on the schedule we got to go to Hawaii for a game? <laughs> right, right. I would, I would, I would never be so excited in my life. I think they play like. What the what conference are they in? Are they in Mountain West? I don't that's know. A, that's a you question. You know how I feel about college. 
I have no idea, but yeah, I'd be I'd be looking at those schools to go play for. Like I get to go to Hawaii twice a year. By the way, if you're ever looking for geography questions or things like that, this is the wrong show, as you could just tell. We yes. Yeah. Time zones and <laughs> math or anything. Listen, I'm pretty good in uh, in history. I'm not going to lie. I was always, I always got some pretty good grades in history. I can write a mean essay if I can have someone check it for grammar because my grammar is terrible. I don't think I ever, like, really excelled in a specific class or anything. I was just, like, average. See, history was so easy because it was the same thing every year. Like, nah, you would just yeah. learn a little bit more. Like, yeah. it was like, oh, look, guys, there was a World War II. Then it was like, this was who was in World War II. Then it was like, right. this is why we got into World War II. Yeah. And then it was like, this is what happened in World War II. These, and then it was like, these were the really, really bad things that happened <laughs> yeah. in World War II. And it was like, bro, I've been learning about World War II since seventh grade. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it was always pretty easy for me. All right. Enough with the history talk, apparently. Uh, Josh, how about you give me winners and losers of the summer league? Because, well, I would, but uh, I probably watched five minutes total of the summer league. And uh, listen, I saw that. Here's what I don't understand. I saw that the Trailblazers won the championship. But how is that possible? Because I saw that there were still game, there were games still being played. Yeah, and that was really people. confusing me. Because I, I knew the championship was on the 17th, and I was like, okay. And then they announced it was Knicks Blazers. And then I'm looking on FanDuel. I'm looking at the games. And the Thunder played the Pelicans at like 7 o'clock. I'm like, how is the championship? And then there's three more games later. I, that was very confusing. And, and how did they qualify for the championship? I would, Yeah, I was confused. I think – I don't know what qualifies them for it. But, like, they were both 3-1, and one, and there's probably some other 3-1 and one teams in the Summer League. So I wonder how they – they choose that. Points, points scored? Yeah, so, I don't know. Something maybe like win differential or, or something like that. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, the, the Summer League, I really enjoyed the Summer League this year because this is the first year I kind of knew a lot of the prospects, knew a lot of the young guys, so it was pretty enjoyable. Uh, the biggest winner for me is Keegan Murray slash the Kings. Uh, you know, a lot of people were questioning them. Summer League MVP, right? He did, averaging 23 a game. Uh, a lot of people were not exactly excited when they took Keegan Murray over Jaden Ivey after Jaden Ivey just had that magical run in uh, March Madness. Uh, and he he shut them all up throughout Summer League. He was great for them. Uh, also, shout out to him. He helped me extend that uh, betting streak. Love that the Kings one of those nights. Uh, another winner for me, Josh Christopher for the, the Rockets. Uh, he averaged 19 points a game, and he was just looking for a shot all day in every game. Uh, I think he probably found himself in rotation for the Rockets because they have they have a heavy guard set over there with, you know, Jalen Green and uh, Kevin Porter, and now you got a uh, Ty Ty Washington and Jabari coming in. They got a lot of guys on the perimeter, but I think Josh Christopher kind of put himself in a spot where they really have no choice but to throw him on the roster because he really impressed everybody, uh, and then. I've talked about this guy a couple times on the show, but now I know how to say his name. I've said that yeah. the, the first few games I watched him when he was in college at Seton Hall, I was like, man, number 34 is really good because I could not spell his name, couldn't say it, but now I can. It's Sandro Mamu Kalajvile. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. all you, brother. He's a, he's a winner for the summer league for me. He plays for the Bucks. I think he's going to be like a seventh or eighth man for them. Uh, he's really good. He's about 6'10", average 17 and 8. 
He can handle the ball. He can shoot. Uh, I like him a lot. Uh, Tremont Waters for the Blazers. He averaged night. He had 19 and seven in the championship game. I think he might have earned himself a roster spot, uh, which is really cool. And then Matt Ryan, not the quarterback, uh, a guard for the Celtics. Not sure if he'll make the active roster, but I think he earned a two-way contract. Uh, he averaged 19 on 52% on nine threes a game. Nine threes shooting 52% is insane. Uh, and he, he was talking after he hit a game winner, and he was like, I was driving DoorDash a year ago, and now I'm playing yeah. for Celtics. So a shout-out to him. I love to see that for the guys. Uh, so I think he earned a two-way contract. And losers, I don't really want to call them losers. It's just like, all right, well, I'll explain it for individually. I think Johnny Davis is a loser kind of. Uh, he was the 10th pick, and people thought he dropped a little bit in the draft. And he averaged eight points a game on 27% shooting. So it was an ugly summer league for him. The Wizards drafted him. He's a loser, but I think he'll turn it around. I think he will. Uh, it's just, I mean, we can talk about how good people were, but when bad things happen in summer league, you can't look that much into it. It's not the regular season. These aren't the guys they're playing with in the rest of their career. So uh, I, I think that's why that. I can't get involved. Yeah, it just, I mean, it doesn't mean too I'm much. The, I, and, and to be fair, I'm the same with every sport. Like, I get super excited, like, first spring training game. Mm-hmm. And then, like, first uh, preseason game for the NFL. I'm like, oh, my God, baseball slash football is here. I'm going to watch every spring training game the Yankees have. I'm going to watch all of the preseason for the Patriots. And then I'm, like, a half in. And I'm like, this is, I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm good. Show me the highlights on Instagram, bro. Yeah, yeah, for real. Uh, but, yeah, so for, for these losers, it's, I mean, it's just these next two, it's just kind of unfortunate. EJ Liddell, uh, drafted by the Pelicans out of Ohio State, he fell all the way to, I think, the second round. And a lot some people had him in the lottery. Uh, so it was a steal for the Pelicans, really. Uh, and then the first game, he tore his ACL. Not really a loser, just kind of sucks, you know. Just hate to see that happen to someone. He's a very good player, uh, so hopefully he can recover from that. But that's just a bummer. And this one's kind of just like like the Blazers are in a weird spot because Shady and Sharp was probably the most unique and unpredictable prospect in the draft. People had him going top five. He wound up going seventh, I believe, uh, and because he, he played at Kentucky, but he didn't play a single game. So he hasn't played since high school. He just sat out last year. Uh, but he's what so good that he still – uh, he just didn't want to play, I think. Like, he, he wanted to practice with the team to have good competition and Cheers. give them competition. Yeah, and, I mean, didn't play a single game, still went top ten. Uh, but then he had a shoulder injury like five minutes into the first game, and he didn't play the rest of the summer league. So this was really going to be a chance to be like, okay, who did we just draft? Like, this, everybody's <laughs> high on this guy, but we haven't seen him play in two years. Let's see what he can do. And then he plays five minutes and he's gone. So it just kind of sucks for them that they didn't get to see what he is yet, and now they have to wait until the regular season to really find out. So it's just still a mystery, which is – it's it's been a while since a prospect like this has really happened. I mean, maybe LaMelo, but he played in a professional league. It just – so it's a little bit different. But this guy, last time he played was in high school. So it's, it's really confusing now. And they're probably going to start him. I mean, he'll probably be a starter out there with Dane, so it's going to be very interesting to see that. But – not too many losers from a player side this this summer league. It was a very good summer league. Lots of talent. Yeah, it's it's one of those things you got to take with a grain of salt. You know, yeah, it's you know people, you know, half of them aren't even going to 
be in the NBA. They'll be in the G League, you know. Uh, not really too many. Yeah, like, like people talking about when Kenny Lofton was backing down Chet. Like Chet's going to start all year, probably win Rookie of the Year. Kenny Lofton might crack the Grizzlies rotation. Like this, yeah, it's like, not the same. Yeah, this is not. Like, like it's like you can't even really compare it to any other sports preseason. Like, mm-hmm. like spring training, Aaron Judge is, will play. He's not going right. to play nine innings, but he plays. LeBron was LeBron can't even play. He literally can't play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so preseason, Brady took some snaps. Brady yeah. takes some snaps yeah. in the preseason. Guess what? You're not seeing KD, you know, go off in the summer league. No. So maybe the Drew League. Shout out, Braun. Went to go play in the Drew yeah. League. They only won by two points, by the way. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. But, they, I mean, if did you watch any of the game? Of course not. Yeah, I, I watched, like, the first quarter of it. I mean, LeBron and DeMar aren't playing defense, man. They're just standing there. They're there to shoot the ball. Like, they, they're not there to play defense. So, I mean, they I only won the, by I two. I saw the but. video of the of – the one dude hitting LeBron with a spin move, and LeBron yeah. got lost on it. He did. Let me tell you something. Um, my grandkids never gonna hear another story. I am taking that. But picture. yeah, you know, like you know uh, that guy that everybody says best NBA player of all time. Watch this highlight. That's me. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. That's prime granddad right there. That's <laughs> me. That. I'm I'm putting that. That's all my profile pictures, my headers. I'm printing out posters. Selling T-shirts, yeah, it's it's everything. I'm, yeah, that's I everywhere. Mean, I like. I saw, bro. I saw one of the other like memes that people made out of it. it. Had me crying. It was like a really old dude and like another guy like patting his back, and it was like I played LeBron James and Demar Derozan in the Drew League and only lost by two points. And like the guy like patting him on the back goes, "All right, Granddad, let's get you your meds." <laughs> yeah, like, I'm crying. It's like how. Like, really, if you ever did get old, like, how many people are going to be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, you have oh, to bring proof. You got, But good thing we live in the 21st century and it's 2022 where yeah. people sneeze and it gets recorded for the rest of time. So right, always right. have something to fall back on. Anyway, we move on to Mr. Denovian Mitchell, as my friend once called him on accident. Um, yeah, big Denovian fan. <laughs> The best trade package for him. Now, listen, I don't know what team can. I guess a lot of people say the Knicks. But when you hear what they want, I'm sorry. DeMar – no, I was about to say DeMar Rosen, Jesus. Donovan Mitchell is good. You want six first-round <laughs> draft picks and four players for yeah. Donovan Mitchell. For yeah. one player. You – Listen, shout out Stephen A. Smith. He was on crack. <laughs> that that is what um Danny is it Danny Ainge? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what Danny Ainge is on right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> Listen, I, I know that that the Timberwolves just screwed up the rest of the NBA for the history Literally. of the NBA. They screwed Literally. up trades forever because of what they gave up for Gobert. But you're smoking dust. To shout to, to give a shout out to uh to Don LaGreca, who you know friend of the show, I like to say, you're smoking out of an apple. I loved his rant, man. That rant was epic. Man. Oh my <laughs> really gosh. About Joey Gallo, one of the funniest things. I, I watched it live because you know me, that's my show. I just right. in fact right before we got on, that's what I was watching. 
But <laughs> who we got in the Derby? CJ, we are going to get to the Derby, but I'll, I'll give it to you now in case you can't, you know, tune in later. Listen, I'm – I want to say Pete Alonso does go for the three Pete. I want that. Just to. seems like too, too exactly con- too consensus. Kyle like Schwarber just... is the number one seed. Yeah. So like, I feel like that's also kind of like okay, taking the easy way out. See, this is what's not going to happen. <laughs> Pujols, yeah, listen, he might I, hit a couple. He yeah, Pujols might hit like four, and then <laughs> you know get you know tired or something like that. Sleeper pick. And it's not really a sleeper because I think he's the five seed, Jose Ramirez. Mm, really? Isn't he up against uh, Juan Soto first round? He is. He is. Listen, Soto did this before. I don't. I and I'm pretty sure Soto. I don't even know if he made it past the first round when he did it a couple years ago. I don't really remember. Man, who's gonna win? Like I feel- I'm going. I'm going with the rookie. Julio Rodriguez, right? That's that's his name. Yes. Yeah, I'm going with him. Okay. Going with him. Mariners are on fire. Fourteen in a row, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I think he's. I'm gonna go with him. Oh, look at this. Look at this. You and Tyrell are yeah. in lockstep. Yep. Upset season, he says. I actually did place a bet on this, so FanDuel has a boost. Longest home run over four ninety three and a half. Absolutely. I feel, yeah, I feel Absolutely. really good about that. <laughs> See, <laughs> like, if Aaron Judge was in this or or Stanton, I would have put. I literally would have sold my parents' house. Mm-hmm. And taking the money and putting it on that bet, I feel like we're going to see a couple over five hundred. So I think the longest home run any of the participants hit was like four eighty four, like in season though. That wasn't even yeah, like yeah. You know, yeah. home run derby. So I could see it. You know what? Give me a Cunha, man. That's why. Really upset yeah, first round too. I love a Cunha. Wait, yeah. he's going against Rodriguez. No, he's going up against uh, Pete Alonso first round. Oh, first round upset. A lot of people are on that though. He's got some power. Yeah. I mean, Pete Alonso is, I mean, the polar bear, you know, whatever, has won two in a row. So, I mean, obviously he can do it. I don't know. I'm big. I'm I think big if I'm going, like, like, I think. Julio if you want to go safety, I would I, I would probably bet Alonzo because I really do think he like I think I think I'd go Schwarber. I, I think he's got the best chance to nah, win. Schwarber hits. Yeah, like he's that's all he that's what he does. Like that's just him. Yeah, I think he has like 28, I believe. I'm so sad though. I really wanted Stan to do it. Yeah. Because Stan, like up until like at the very end, was like, oh, I'm thinking about it. I really might do it. And then I don't like do that Pujols is in it. Like I get giving him the all-star game. But why is he in the Derby? Like, put someone in there to make it more interesting. I will say, though, and I talked about this on on Banter with Michael, for a sport that we – well, I mean, not only we, but a lot of – like, everybody shits on for not marketing correctly. They did a really good job with this Derby. Yeah. Soto is one of the best young players in baseball. And he's all everyone's talking about because turned down 400 mil. 440. 440, but 15 years. I mean, that's, that's a commitment. Well, that's what baseball contracts are. I know. I didn't realize that until I bro, saw them talk about his contract. I was like, bro, like every baseball years? contract is like 10 years, bro. I mean, like as, as an outsider, like not as a player, like I, I'm i all in on that. I'd rather give a 15-year deal over a four-year deal. That's, that sounds a lot nicer. But. You know what's crazy too, though? I, I think though, that 
you know, no, we're going to get into baseball later. We're, we're, we have, we literally have, I mean, our next topic kind of is our home run derby prediction. So we're already into it. Never mind. So give me Acuna against, even though he's going up against Alonzo in the first round. And I'm going to watch next week. I'm going to come on the show and it's going to be like Acuna hits six and Pete Alonzo with 34 in the first round. Of <laughs> yeah. But to get in a little bit of baseball, because I, I kind of want to get, because this is all, this also, oh wait, did, or did you want to fin- finish the, the Mitchell thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, just a couple teams. Uh, obviously, you said the Knicks. Things. Hey, Drake, okay. A couple teams. Uh, the the Knicks, obviously, the package would be like Julius Randle obviously got to go uh, to make the money match. I haven't heard Randle in any of it. I keep I hearing think- I keep hearing Toppin quickly. Um, they don't want R.J. Barrett because I have to pay him, which doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um, to make the money work, I think everybody keeps saying Fournier. Yeah, I think – I don't know. I think if I'm the Jazz, like, if you're already trying to get a package with six picks, like, you're going to have to, like, benefit the other team a little bit. Like, they're getting Donovan Mitchell, but, like, you got to take Randall. Because I, I just – I don't think the Knicks really want Randall around anymore. He had that one good year, then got paid, and now it's kind of like – what is he like? We want RJ to take over. Bro, let me we bring you, in Donovan, I a, and I don't even watch the Knicks, even though I technically can every single game they play because you know I live here. But I got to see this man bring the ball up to court one more time. <laughs> Point Randall. <laughs> He's awful too. Awful. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the Knicks definitely. You bring in a guy like Donovan, uh, and you have Jalen Brunson like that backcourt bad defense already, so I think you just buy in on the offensive end. Like Mitchell, I mean, uh, not yeah, Mitchell Robinson, he'll he'll help in the paint. Like, he'll, he'll help with defense and all that, uh, but I'm giving all the young guys the keys. Like, if we got to move on from quickly, maybe Grimes, maybe Obi, like, that's fine, but like, guys like RJ got to stay. I think you just give the young guys a well, chance. Well, they don't want RJ because, like I said, they have to pay him. The, the, the Jazz said they don't Which want is, RJ. That's confusing, though. Like, that's what I'm RJ's saying. RJ's the best. You have to pay somebody eventually. RJ's the best asset the Knicks have. Like, oh, he's, my he's, far. Yeah, so I, I don't understand that. I don't think he's going to the Knicks, though. I, I don't think they're going to no, do either. that. The two teams, I think, can offer the best packages for both sides. Uh, the Orlando Magic. I, I really like Paolo Boncaro now. I think he's an absolute beast. I think he's NBA ready right away. Uh, so I think you give up Cole Anthony. You give up Jalen Suggs, who was a top pick last year. And then you give him all the picks they want. And I think the I think the Magic become a playoff team. I think they're a playing team right there. I think Markel Fultz, Donovan Mitchell, Franz Wagner, who just had a really good rookie year, Paolo, Wendell Carter. I really like that squad. Uh but the team that I haven't heard anyone talk about at all, which is kind of confusing, is the Pelicans. Like, you don't know Zion's window for how long he's going to be good. Brandon Ingram's at the top of his game. You picked up CJ last year. Uh, I mean, I love CJ, but Donovan Mitchell is an upgrade. Like, oh, that's yeah. a big upgrade. So CJ's the main key in there. Then you have young guys like Jackson Hayes, Kira Lewis, who we haven't really seen play yet. So those are a couple young prospects for them. You could throw in Devontae Graham in there as a rotational player for the Jazz and give him some picks and a trio of Donovan Mitchell, Brandon Ingram, and Zion. Like, that's a good team. And you have Jonas Valanciunas still, too. Like, that's that's a good team. So I think I think they're I think they have the best package that benefits both sides equally. Cause I mean, 
if you're Utah, you already got the picks. You got all the picks you needed from from Minnesota getting rid of Gobert. So I think you go with some young players in this trade pack. I don't know why they want picks. Like you what what you want eleven picks and they're Miami and Minnesota picks. Like those are going to be late round late picks. Like let you don't me, want. That. Let me ask you this. And I, I think you're going to say no, which is the funny part, because it's a complete change from where we started. Would you would you give up Giddy and picks and then have like SGA, Chet, Mitchell? Nah, I don't. I, nah, I think because Donovan Mitchell's like what? He's he's only 24, 25, like at max. So, I mean, it's not like he doesn't fit the timeline because Shea is – like 22, 23, Chet's a play now guy. But I just, I, if I wasn't a Thunder fan, I'd be like, yeah, I think that's something to look at. But <laughs> that man, Giddy, bro, I loved it. I don't want anyone to leave this roster ever. Like, honestly, like it was fun winning with KD and Russ and having title hopes. But like, knowing we're in a rebuild, we got all these picks, we're just waiting and just getting able to see the guys just progress. I love it. I, I I enjoy watching this team more than I did KD and Russ, honestly. Just seeing them develop game to game, year to year, it's it's a lot of fun. Especially now with guys like Chet, Usman Jang, both the Jalen Williams. Like it's it's really it's really fun to see. Yeah, I don't think I watched the Thunder game last year. Really, not a single they game. Were, they didn't have a single nationally televised game, and I, that's the only way I watch basketball. I ain't going yeah. out of my well, way. They only had what? They only had one. They only had one against did they? LA. Against the Lakers, and we won that. We won that. That was the only one, though. It was nationally televised. You're positive. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. I could have swore that they didn't have a single nationally. I thought they were like one of two teams. I could have swore another team didn't either. Actually, no. It might no. It might not have been nationally televised. Because like, well, what? I don't know. Because I feel like, I feel like, LeBron versus shitty team in LA. They're probably going to put on national television. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But Shea hit like a half court shot to ice the game, and that's when you—that's the video of him going I, like, "I'm him." I'm. No, I remember. Him. Like, Trust me. I remember yeah, those no. those two comebacks. Oh, oh yeah. Thunder had some good games last year. Excited to see them this year. Though. I'm super excited to see them this year. Now let me ask you. We'll move on because it's kind of in the same thing, but it's a baseball version, and you won't completely understand it, obviously, because you're right. right. new to the baseball thing. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned it, actually, that Soto has been in the news. He turned down like $450 million for 15 years, which, by the way, if you break it down, the average annual value per year was only like $29 million. And, yes, I know I'm saying only $29 million. And but this is sports world. so Yes, athletes yeah. get paid too much. Shut up. Didn't ask. Don't, I literally <laughs> don't care. Do not complain <laughs> to me. I promise you I've never cared about anything less in my life. Listen, if somebody wanted to pay me $50 million to do this, I would say yes, too. But guess what? And I'm also, before you continue, I'm on the boat that baseball is one of the hardest sports to play. Like, I, I thought that before, but watching it now and, and seeing it all the time, like, I I Because I agree. I've always been that way because yeah. I played a little. And I sucked. So yeah, I can only I imagine <laughs> being in the MLB. I'm, I'm going to send you some videos. Actually, I don't even have to send you Go on Twitter and look up Pitching Ninja. And and just go on his Twitter feed. And he always like retweets pitches and stuff that like have crazy movement. I, I I literally do not fathom and cannot comprehend 
how anybody hits a baseball. I don't understand. I just watching it, like, I mean, it's it's insane. Like, there was a pitcher for, I think it might have been the Rays game that I was watching, and like he was like a closer and came in, and he's just throwing like over a hundred every pitch. Oh, I'm yeah. like, dude, how do you even like think about? First, you got to see if it's outside the box or inside. Is is it in the sweet spot for you or something? But then it's also coming at you in half a second, which is which is casual too. Yeah, like a hundred now is not like congratulations. Eighteen other people throw hundred miles an hour too. Like you're not special anymore. Yeah. Like if this is years ago, then I mean, yeah, you're you know, whatever. But so I, I offer you this question, Tyrell said the hardest sport. Golf at second. I think and hockey's up there. Hockey is up there, dude. Because first uh, off, you're not even on a normal environment. You have to have blades on your feet and run true. on ice with true. people trying to take your head off. And you got to have a stick and watch this little putt go around everywhere super fast. And then you got to get it past this guy wearing all this padding and doing that. Like, that's that's tough. Yeah. That's tough. You're also, I mean, hey, as somebody who attempts to golf, I've also never played golf, so bro. I, I I'm just so like it, it, golf is see golf is the most annoying sport to play, I think. Because I like we golf you'll have that. you'll have 20 shots in a row where you hit nothing. Like you'll you'll hit it bad or it'll slice, it'll go this way, it'll go that way, you'll hit too much grass, or you'll hit the top of the ball. And then that 21st shot is just an absolute beauty <laughs> down the middle of the fairway, and you're like I figured it out. I got the motion correct. I got my <laughs> you got right. it a lot. I got it. Then the 22nd shot, hit the top of the ball, go six feet. <laughs> but that 21st shot will have you coming back to play every day. Because you're like, week. I can get back to that. I, I can get back to right. that. Look, I'll, I'll, listen, I'll give you a perfect example. Perfect example. I went golfing with my dad on Thursday, last Thursday. I, the first eight holes, I couldn't hit a driver at all. Like the the like I'm standing here, right? Supposed to go straight every single time this way. Just just, just and I was I was hitting the top of the ball. It was going six feet with a driver, bro. The ninth hole, I hit a driver shot directly down the middle of the fairway. Beautiful. My next shot, I hit another one. Beautiful, straight down the fairway. My next shot, two, that's two in a row. My third in a, three, my third shot, right on the edge of the green. I'm like, I just hit three beautiful shots in a row. I think I got it. Bro, my fourth shot, a little pitch that's supposed to just go onto the green. Absolutely smoke it. It goes right off the off the other side of the green. And then I and then I two putt. It, it was a par it was a par five. I was literally one good chip away. From, from getting par, and I ended up with, like, a double bogey. Tough. Tough. Like, it's always the par or birdie on 18 that keeps you coming back? Yeah, that too. Well, I think I've gotten a birdie once. I've gotten pars a few times. I've only gotten one birdie, I, I believe, and I actually chipped it in. I chipped it in. It was unbelievable. But, um, all right, back to – we got, you know, whatever. But – so it's kind of like the Mitchell thing, but in baseball, and also sort of different. So Soto is going to be a free agent. 
but he's not a free agent until 2025. And in baseball, like you get like your salary, whatever. And then after a certain amount of years, you go into something called arbitration where um, the team argues you're worth this much. You argue you're worth this much. And then an independent arbitrator decides, okay, you're worth this much or that much or whatever. So he's still, he's still a year away from even being able to get arbitration. So I don't know what he's making right now, but it's probably like in, not even in the double digit millions, probably like he literally might be making like $6 million. And then he'll go into arbitration the next like two or three years. He'll probably start making like 19 or 18, which by the way, still is nothing crazy, especially in baseball. So the question is, you know, what you're going to do to trade for him. Because now the Nationals have come out that he, that since he declined that offer 15 for like 450, which came out to like an average annual value, like 29 million, which by the way, his agent said that he's probably going to be the first $50 million a year player. So you're kind of a little bit off there, Nationals, just a tad. Only, you know, $21 million. But um, they, they basically want a Donovan Mitchell trade. They want yeah, like I saw, I saw people like mocking it, like putting Otani in there. And yeah, I'm like, that's that's yeah. crazy. Like that's yeah. crazy. Listen, I don't know who you're following. Block them. It was no, it was on like it was on like a big sports page, and people were talking about. Yeah, it. block him because that's the worst thing I've ever it's seen. Crazy because he's like you the MVP, would... right? Oh, he was Otani? last year. He's in the race this year. Yeah, him, Judge, Jordan Alvarez. Um, but you you'll probably have to give up. Probably your top four prospects, and then probably like another two prospects that are still probably within the top fifteen. Now, do you do that if you're a team that's close, but still might not sign him? Because like everybody's looking at the, the big teams right now, the Dodgers could do it because they have the prospects. The Yankees could do it because they have the prospects. The Mets could do it. They have the prospects, the Padres, the Cardinals, things like that. But the problem with the Yankees is you have to pay Judge right now. And the Yankees are already paying Cole like $35 million. They're paying Stanton somewhere in the 20s. If they sign Judge, they're probably going to have to pay him somewhere in the 30s. If you trade for Soto in another three years, you're going to have to pay him somewhere maybe in the 50s. So you can't have all those people – making all of that money but there's have, there's like no salary cap no, right? like not but still right but still like you don't want yeah, to spend you can't that. have a 300 you're, you're gonna have a 350 million dollar payroll i mean <laughs> right right uh, I, I don't know about that like baseball yeah. makes their money but i don't know if any owner is ever gonna have a 350 million dollar payroll right so would you trade your top prospects if you're a baseball gm for him who, like I said, probably one of the top five, if you don't want to say five, top ten minimum players in baseball, and then just go for it this year with him, and then you would also have him for the next two years, and then you probably lose him in free agency, or do you just wait and hope that one day he gets to free agency and then you can sign him for just money? I think if I'm like a top – like if I'm like the Yankees – or like the Mets and teams like that, I don't know if I would because I feel like you have a pretty good chance of free agency with 
how good the like the Yankees are like the best team right now. So it's I think you'd probably take the risk depending on how much they want for them because like like picks because I was also watching a game the other day and they were like his pitcher was taken in the forty fourth round and they're like but they can't do that anymore because there's only twenty rounds I'm like only twenty yeah. rounds like that yeah. is so many rounds of picks like that is crazy uh, so obviously like picks aren't exactly as valuable if you're like but I think so I don't even I think that this year in the MLB was the first year you could ever trade picks really. Yeah, you couldn't trade picks before. I think if I'm if I'm a team that's like if I'm not the Yankees and not the Mets, I'm probably giving up that if I'm close to you know if my team's good enough, I think I can win it all in these next couple of years cuz baseball like there's no like at least recently there's no teams that have just like year after year they're they're in the World Series, they're winning rings. Like other teams um, recently that have been like that. I mean, the last like true dynasty was the Yankees in like the not like so 98, 99, 2000. The Yankees won three in a row. They went back in 01. They lost. Um, the Red Sox won in like 04, 07. And then like in 20, like 15. No, they might have. I think they have like four championships since 2000. I don't know. But like, those I teams mean, probably, those teams probably did make like, trades like this though right to get to that point see that's or is, it, or like, is the farm system like like i know it works obviously because that's just how the league works but like is how often do these prospects turn into talent level of juan soto like see, that's the thing i mean it, it is like like judge came from the yankee farm system like the yankees right. drafted him he went through the farm system he got called up when he was like 26 and now has been just an absolute monster. But then, you know, there's like another example for the Yankees, like Gary Sanchez. He got called up his first few years. He was unbelievable. And then the last few years he couldn't play defense and he was also just not that good at hitting and they ended up trading him. So like you play, it's the same thing with anything though. Like you play that risk of like, wow, we really want to keep our prospects, but like, you know, this guy's good. Like, you know he is. And I think if this is any other year, I would be all in on the Yankees doing it. Like, I remember when when he turned down the the contract, I literally tweeted out, I said, trade the farm system. Mm -hmm. But it's tough to look at it that way, too, because I (laughs) – all right, let me take my – I'll give you the Yankee bias take and then my my take without my Yankee love in it. I want the Yankees to re-sign Judge. Like, right. Judge is my favorite player. He came through the farm system. He's an absolute beast. He's 6'7". He's 460-foot home runs with yeah. the flick of his wrist. He's great in the field. He's also 30, and his contract won't kick in until he's 31, and he probably wants seven or eight years. So that means, yeah, the first three or four years of the contract are going to be good, and then – you know, he's going to end up being 36, 37, 38 by the end of the contract, maybe 39. And you're going to be paying him $35 million a year. And he's probably not going to be very good. Right. Right. But I want them to re-sign him because I love him. Right. You don't want him playing anywhere else. Don't no, I, I, the thought of that literally makes me want to <laughs> jump off a bridge. Now, Yankee buys out of it. And if I'm probably a smart person, 
Juan Soto is 23. Yeah. Like, he's already won a World Series. He finished top three in the MVP voting last year. I think he was second. You can give him a 15-year contract that will end, yes, when he is 38. But you're going to have his prime for another – he's not even in his prime. He's 23. Yeah, yeah. Like, Judge is in his prime right now. And he'll be out of his prime in maybe a year or two, two, three years if you're lucky. You're going to have him for 15 years, and you might get 11 or 12 great years out of him. Yeah, that's a good investment. Yeah, that's a good investment. So, like, that's the thing, too. And then, but it also scares me as a Yankee fan. And listen, I'm just saying this from the Yankee perspective. There are obviously other teams that can trade for him. Like I said, the Mets are in on it. Um, Buster only was on the, the Michael K show today, said that the Padres are probably the favorite uh, in his head right now. The Cardinals have a lot of people that are like MLB ready in their farm system, which is what the Nationals are looking for. Because, you know, a lot of times these big players get traded and then it's for somebody who's in like single A. And mm-hmm. it's like probably still three years away from like actually being in the majors. And they want like MLB ready people now. So, the Yankees are in the worst spot right now because it's like if they trade for Soto right now, that means Judge is not coming back because they're not going to pay Judge 35 and then they're going to pay Soto 50 in another three years. It's not happening. But if they don't trade for him and then somehow they don't re-sign Judge, then you also just lost Judge and you also lost the chance on getting Soto because – because whatever team he goes to might sign to a contract. It's not a 100% given that they're going to sign to a contract. Because, like I said, they have him for another three years. You could just – that's and, like, that's part of the strategy, too. Like, technically, you could just go trade for him and then be like, listen, we got three years to win this championship. Yeah. Because after that, we can't afford to re-sign him. I so, think, I don't know. I, I'm, for me, like, like, I get, like, oh, the risk of it, like – what if he doesn't resign? What if he does? But when I just feel like people, like the goal is to win a championship. And if you're as good as the Yankees are right now, and you can go get a player like Juan Soto, and you know, best case scenario, you win a couple rings before you even have to pay him. Like I'm taking that risk. Like that's that's something I'm doing because you know, there's no guarantee that you're going to be this good with the farm system with Judge getting See, older the, and everything. Like that's the worst part in baseball too, though. Is like. I feel like if you have the best team in the NBA, you win like 85% yeah, was, of the time. I was trying to think of something comparable, like like this guy's so good and so young that you just do it. And the because NBA, you can't do that because one player can change a franchise. Like a 23 year old KD on the trade block, you give up your entire roster. Like that's what I'm, like, that's what I'm saying. Baseball, like look, look at the Angels. They have Mike Trout, who is the like yeah. hands down, not even close. Aren't people best- like? Isn't this like, like a, a down year for him? Um, I was like looking at his stats bit. and because I heard like people were talking like just looking at his games played and his average and he's still like up there in home runs and all that. Like that guy's insane, insane. No, no, Mike Trout is like hands down, not even close, the best player of our generation. Like it's not even a, like, it's not even close. Literally, it's yeah. it, 
I mean, listen, from 2012 to 2020, the lowest he ever finished in the MVP voting was fifth. <laughs> that is crazy. That is he crazy. won. He would in 2012. He won Rookie of the Year, finished second in the MVP voting. Then he's finished second. Then he won. Then he finished second. Then he won. Then he finished fourth. Then he finished second. Then he won another one. Like <laughs> it's it's literally not even comparable. Yeah. So they have him, a player of that stature, and Otani, who was the MVP last year, pitches hits. They're not even in the playoffs right now. Yeah, they suck. Like I bet yeah, against them. Like they're literally bad. Yeah. Which is crazy. That's what baseball is crazy. That's why it's like the toughest sport because, like, you could be, you could have like the four best hitters in the league, but if your pitchers suck, like, like you're kind of you're screwed. Like, no, you are. That the the Angels drafted a pitcher with every single pick they had in the draft last year, and that's twenty rounds. Yeah, they. they I think they drafted. Crazy. I think they drafted twenty pitchers last year. I swear, I'm, I'm not even exaggerating. They literally took a pitcher with every single draft pick they had. That is crazy. But, I mean, you got to. The Angels are in a situation where it's, like, panic mode. Like, that's two of the That's the scary part with everything, too, is, like, because you say, like, oh, yeah, like, you, if you're the Yankees, you trade the farm system because, like, you just go for the championship. Like, the worst part would be you trade the farm system for Soto. You pair him up with Judge for the rest of this year. Maybe you re-sign Judge knowing that you'll lose Soto in another two years. And then you somehow don't win a championship in those three years. Yeah. And you just wasted your entire farm system too. Right. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I just I thought like you just put in your like balancing act. Yeah. And like yeah. I like listen, we kind of crap on GMs all the time for like what they do. I literally have no idea what to do in this situation. I would have no idea. Because yeah. listen, if you're asking me, if I could trade for Soto and keep like one of my top prospects and like like if i could keep so like anthony volpe is the yankees number one prospect he's a shortstop i think he's like the fifth ranked prospect in all of baseball if i could keep him and then trade like my second third fourth fifth ninth and tenth prospect i'd be like yeah whatever bro you got it yeah but like the fact that they want like one two three four yeah probably yeah. like seven and eight like, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I just feel like, like when you look at like just in any league, really, I feel like if you have a chance to even put yourself like, hey, if we do this, we might win. Like, we might become a dynasty. Like the oh, Nets, yeah. like the Nets do that trade for Harden to get KD and Kyrie ten times out of ten. It just turns out it wound up being worst case scenario and, for see, them. And then that's the thing. Now we're gonna yeah. look back on it. Like, that was the worst. That's one of the worst trades in NBA history. But you still do it ten times out of ten. You still always do it because that yeah, puts you, you in a situation do. to win it. Because I mean, I don't know. I just feel like it's too, too many factors go go into it. Obviously, but getting top talent, like you just can't beat that. You make the plays to go and get these guys. You just do it. It works. Like, and you look at the Rams. It worked for the Rams going and getting Stafford and all those other guys, giving up every pick you have. Yeah, like and getting that, and you get a ring out of it. So I, I just feel like that's. That's I don't know. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. As a Yankee fan, I would love to see it because I, right. bro, I can I can see it now. I, I, <laughs> a Yankee lineup of DJ LeMahieu. It would probably be DJ LeMahieu, Aaron Judge, Rizzo. Juan Soto, Giancarlo Stanton, 
Anthony Rizzo, Glaber. Oh my god! That, like, that, isn't it, like your, there's a guy. There's a guy I always bet on to get hits for the. I think his name's Donaldson. Is his last Josh name Josh Donaldson? Yes. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna say Josh. No, he. Every time I bet on him, he gets a hit. It's crazy. Really? Because he's yeah. on the ass. Yeah. No, the odds no, are always. Let me tell that. you something. It might be a little too late because the All Star break just came. But this man, DJ LeMahieu, the Yankee like leadoff hitter, has been on God mode the last really? like month. I think he batted like, I think he was batting like 380 over the last like 10 games or something. That's all I really look for. Like I, I do look at like their average for the season, but I just look for who's hot, like who's who's hitting good right now because baseball's sense. impossible to hit. So if you're, oh, yeah. if I mean, you're hitting baseball's the freakiest game ever. Judge yeah, was batting like 310. For like three months, and now his batting average is down to like two eighty. I every I've bet on him a lot too. Bet on him. To, I do a lot of same game parlays for the Yankees because I mean when they're playing the Reds, like I'm taking them minus one and a half. Yeah, the I fact just, that yeah. they lost two out of three of the Reds makes me sick. I know, I know, but I'm still taking that risk because it's like, come on, it's oh, yeah, the no, Yankees are. Makes yeah, sense. so I'm always doing that, and I'm always I don't do it anymore. I don't put Judge in there anymore because like the first five times I did it, I never got a hit. I'm like, dude, I just need you to get one fucking hit. You're Best player on his team, and you can't give me a hit five straight yeah, times. He, he was, he was, he was been struggling recently, but uh, yeah, pissing me off, man. He turned it up a little bit towards the end. So, all right, well, that was the most baseball I think we've ever talked, and yeah, um, yeah. it was very fun. See, I like, I like uh, the fact that Josh paying. Yes, yeah, so I'm starting to know. I'm starting like I, I pay attention now. I know what's going on. What a time! What a time, Josh. I put this on the dock, and we're gonna take like. Uh, a 30 second break here. I put this on the dock because uh, Michael K of the Michael K show, of course. And, you know, our good pal, Don McGregor, who we interviewed before <clears throat> they had, uh, it was Michael was off today. So it was Don and Peter and Michael was like the weirdest food person of all time. Like he's never had an egg. Um, he's never, never had, had an egg. egg. That is so no. weird. No, he's never had an egg. He's never had fish. I don't think he's, I don't think he's ever had like a like most soups. He doesn't like any. He's he he doesn't like any. Like he ate a Whopper. One his punishment for losing the NFL pick segment that they do every year was to eat a Whopper, and he almost threw up. What? Because it had like what does he eat? What does he eat? Like he loves chicken parm. Okay. Okay. And like uh, and like steak, but like but like he doesn't like. He's kind of like you. He doesn't like any condiments. Mm. In fact, oh, he calls it he calls it ointment. Actually, <laughs> basically, um, basically, yeah, he's like I don't think he's at like yeah, at, like any type of fish he hasn't had. Uh, I think one of his saying is, "If it's from the sea, it's not for me." So you know, I, I'm with that too. I'm not a fish guy either. So what I want to know is, what's your most? What is your most? Not your weirdest thing. What do you think your most unpopular food opinion is? Like something I like that not a lot of people do. That or it's something that you think is disgusting that everybody loves. Because I know mine. Mine pisses people off all the time. I mean, obviously, I don't like condiments, so I'm not going to use that. Everybody knows that already. And I'm not going to use because I'm a pineapple and pizza guy, so I'm not going to use that either because that's very popular now. Um. Well, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I. Sometimes I'll put syrup on my eggs. Like is no. that is that crazy? Because it's a breakfast. If it's next, like 
I don't think it's crazy only because like I feel like you have like a pancake and, and an egg and sometimes like the egg will just get in the syrup so right, like, it's not yeah. crazy. Um I don't I don't think cuz I got a pretty like my palate's kind of like an 8 year old like I I like a lot of the basics really. Like there's Is there crazy. one food that you hate that you know everybody else loves? Pickles. I hate pickles. Bro, disgusting. Pickles disgusting. are absolutely disgusting. Like, see, like my, I feel like my, like I've said it before, but I feel like my unpopular opinion is that I hate ranch. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like ranch is disgusting. Yeah, it's fucking gross, bro. I'm with you there. You ain't got to tell me about also, it. Also, barbecue sauce. I'm go- I'm 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 good. Barbecue sauce, really? Okay, that I is hate- that is kind of crazy. Disgusting. So like Literally ribs, like awful. barbecue ribs, like you're I, no, not. I eat hot sauce. Bar- uh, hot sauce. Oh, right. that's cra- that is kind of crazy. What what is it like? Is just a tanginess? I, or? It, I I I've just never liked barbecue sauce. I think it's disgusting. That is kind of that is crazy because I feel like that barbecue ranch, sauce. Or, I feel like barbecue that sauce always piss people off. Also, it doesn't really piss people off because like you're either on one side or the other. But I love blue cheese, love it. Huge, ah, gross, ranch. disgusting. Oh, disgusting. in fact, I just had some slices of pizza, blue cheese right on top. I'm trying to think of something else because there's definitely foods out there. Like my dad eats it. Like God, anytime my dad makes food that's like not just like out of the freezer or something. Like it just smells, dude. Like I just hate it because he eats he eats everything, man. He eats all kinds of food. So yeah, like my my bro, my middle brother Michael, the one that's actually getting married on Friday. Every bro eat will eat anything. Like my yeah. nan loves him because yeah. my nan will make something. And my brother's like, yo, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. like squid. Oh, that's just like, 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 bro. I just there's some things I just don't even understand. Like, why are we eating that? Like, squid is up there. Like, why are we even eating that? Sushi, we have a lot. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Pass me. Like, if I don't eat seafood, bro, you'll never catch See, me. You kind of lose me there because I love a good shrimp. All right. Shrimp. I could. Shrimp. Well, even shrimp. Great. Shrimp is kind of. Nah. No, nah, I'm not seafood guy. I'm not. Clams I'm are not. very good. Stuffed clams. Oh, fantastic. No. no. I'm trying to. Th- There's got to be some other foods that I'm just. Basic foods that people like that I'm just against. I don't know. I don't, think I, like, I, I don't think I have any like weird foods that nobody else likes that I like. Just speaking, actually, now that we're on the topic of foods, like Hardy, like where you're at, is it called Hardy's or is it called Carl's Jr.? I th- I think I think in North Carolina it's a Hardy's. Yeah, I don't think I have one near me. Well, I I haven't had it since I was little, and I had it the other day. That was. The worst burger I've ever had in my really, life. like the pa- just the patty and the cheese. Oh, actually, you know this might so piss people off too. Chick Fil A sauce is the most overrated thing I've ever had. I'm I'm with you there. I'm with you there. But I'm just not a condiments guy either. So, well, no, no, no. But like, I went to Chick Fil A for the first time with everybody like telling me that I was about to have the most magical experience of my life eating Chick Fil A sauce, and I've <laughs> never been more disappointed in my life. <laughs> And you don't know what it is? It reminds me of barbecue sauce. That's why I don't really like it. It tastes, uh, bro, to me, it tastes like a barbecue chip, like a barbecue Lay's chip. Yeah, I just melted the first time I was in Chick-fil-A. I was like, yeah, I'm good, bro. I am okay. By the way, the uh, home run derby is underway for anybody that's wondering. You got to let me know if we're live during it if someone hits over 193. Or 493. Not, not 493, 193, okay. That I, I could let you know that. 
Right now, I think his longest is 463. So, yeah, but I wouldn't expect Rodriguez to uh, to get you that that 493 yeah. to happen. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking to sw- I'm looking to Schwarber and and Pete Alonso for that yeah, one. Yeah, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, he's maybe doing, I'll tell you something. Rodriguez is doing pretty good right now. Really? He's he's got two minutes left. He's at that's got to be number seven, right? Has to be. Yeah, that's seven home runs. Is that eight? Where'd that land? Nope. Oh, it was eight. Okay. Yeah, you're not doing too bad right now. Okay. okay. And let me tell you this, too, by the way. And I don't even think people will argue with me anymore. The home run derby is by far the best all-star thing that we do in sports. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's the only good. It's really the only good all-star festivity out like there. The Pro Bowl sucks. is awful now. It's terrible. Pro Bowl sucks. The, all-star the, game's decent. The three point contest is pretty mid. Yeah. yeah. Um the the NFL skills challenge. I mean, the NFL doesn't even try anymore. They did it at night when it's cold out. Like how like, much do you just want no one to watch this? Like what do you They doing? don't even go to Hawaii anymore. Yeah, like what's the point? Like I, what are we talking about here? Rodriguez just took his timeout. They had one timeout per round, I think. I think he's at like 13 home runs. He still has like a minute 30 left. Hmm. Okay. Putting up a, it's gonna be tough for Corey Seager to come back on that. I'm not gonna lie. I almost, anyway. I almost just picked uh, the first round matchups, and I was I, I wanted to you know because sometimes you're like you know I could see Corey Seager winning this, and you just like the way the money looks when it goes up. You're like, yeah, I could take a risk. Oh, he's, at, that. he's at 14 home runs with a minute 26 left. Actually, yeah, I was very close to placing a bet on Corey Seager. <laughs> and also for the people that don't know. If you hit two home runs over 440 feet, you get a 30-second bonus at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they did that. Yeah, because I was playing the show. I haven't played the show in a long time, but I just, I, I just played the show today for the first time in probably like two or three weeks. I haven't really been in an Xbox mood recently. I got back from vacation, and like I just haven't been playing Xbox. Like I don't know, I just wasn't, mm-hmm. wasn't feeling it. Anyway, listen, let's move on because we've been listening, been on for a while, but uh. Just real quick to the NFL, uh, guys. I don't know if you see if you saw me add this, but uh, Leonard Fournette is fat. Yeah, I saw and that. I, I saw believe that. He, he. I I saw somebody say that he his playing weight last year was was two twenty six, and he came into camp like two forty seven. I saw it was like two sixty eight. Oh no! Yeah, you're right. You're right. It was forty pounds. It was forty. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. He's big. Yeah, like 268 or something like that. But I'm okay with that for Leonard Fournette. I'm okay with that. I don't know. You might 268 from 220. I mean, obviously, no, obviously got to get that down to like at max. Like I, if he's in the 250s, he better be like a good 250 something. Nah, it better be all muscle. Yeah. I don't that's but, the problem. I don't think it was muscle. I think it was, you know, a little blub. But Leonard Fournette, like people are comparing it to Eddie Lacey and all that. <sighs> Leonard Fournette is so much better as a player than Eddie Lacy ever was already. So I I just think it's it's not gonna affect him a crazy amount. Eddie Lacy did have bro, I, my first two years of fantasy football were the most cursed thing I've ever had in my life. I got the <laughs> number one pick both times. My first year, Jamal Charles tore his ACL. Yeah. Second year, Eddie Lacy. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Like, unbelievable the bad luck I had my first time. Yeah. 
Oh, damn. Rodriguez at 25 home runs has the uh, has the 30-second bonus right now. It's not it's not yet started. but uh, What's the furthest he's hit so far? Uh, 463, I believe. Hmm. I believe that is his longest one so far. But, yeah, Leonard Fournette's fat. I just wanted to let everybody know. Uh, and apparently the Bucks had the Bucks coaching staff is very, very annoyed. I would Ronald Jones isn't there anymore, right? He's in Kansas City. <laughs> Who was that? Uh Ronald Jones. He's he's in Kansas City now, right? He's not yes, he not is in Kansas Bucks. City. Who are their other running backs? Is I believe that um they have Giovanni Bernard still. Yep, I believe he's still there. I well, who was that? Keyshawn Vaughn? Yeah, I think is he still on the roster? I believe he's still there. And they didn't they didn't pick anybody else up, did they? I'm not, you know, I'm not completely sure. Oh, is it a minute bonus they're giving people now? Because hmm. it says one minute on the bonus time. It said the two home runs was for 30 seconds. So does that mean if you hit four, you get another 30 seconds? Hmm. I'm a little intrigued now. Listen, once we're done, I'll actually be able to turn up my volume, and, I, and I'll, I'll actually know. But anyway, yeah, better for that big man. Anyway, um, Josh, who do you? what are some players you expect to have a breakout season this year, huh? We're getting, we're getting close, you know. We're only about uh, what what are we at? Like early August is seven or eight weeks. Yeah, well, the Raiders and Jags play early August for the Hall of Fame game, and then the first preseason games. Are ah, well, listen, I mean the regular season. Uh, regular season, yeah. I mean, because who's the, who's the guy that does uh, red zone? Oh, uh, Chris Hansen, my guy. Yeah, he keeps tweeting like. Countdowns. Every yeah, I love Sunday. it. I love. I love Red Zone, man. Chris Hansen. I don't think the I've joke. ever watched Red Zone in my life. Chris Hansen's the guy. Red Zone's the best. But I mean, if you're just watching to watch your team, see that's like, usually see that's usually what I do. All right. See, Tyrell said you get thirty, then a thirty bonus. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like Red Zone is really for people that gamblers. I think I think gamblers is a big part of that, so you can keep an eye on. All the games, all the scores, and watch them. And just, I mean, for casual viewers, because they really only put, like, like if the Jets and Jags are playing, they're not going to put that game on too often. <laughs> like, they usually keep the good games on, and when it becomes late game, they always have, like, the close games on, scoring drives. They do a really good job with that, like, timing it. Like, they call it red zone, because anytime a team's in the red zone, they put it yeah. on. They show you every touchdown from every game, which is cool, so... I like Red Julio Red. Rodriguez just hit 32 home runs. That's insane. In the first round. <laughs> That's, That's that insane. is very, very good. Good luck, Corey Seager. I'm gonna have to go with a first round exit for you, my guy. But um yeah, so who who are we expecting to break out this year, huh? Yeah, when I was making this list, like I just made it like looking through teams, and I realized they were all receivers. Because <laughs> it's kind I of mean, hey, in this in this NFL, that makes sense. It's kind of tough to pick. Like, you can pick quarterbacks, but I, I didn't. And it's tough to pick running backs and defenders, not knowing depth charts and everything. Uh, so, yeah, it's all receivers. Uh, first guy, Rashad Bateman for the Ravens. Uh, I think he's, yeah, he's going to have a big role out there. Uh, so, I think he's going to have a nice year. Elijah Moore with the Jets, not just because Zach Wilson might be the MVP this year. Of course. But, I mean, you know, they lost Jamison Crowder. Obviously, they have Corey Davis drafted Garrett Wilson, but. Uh, I think Elijah Moore is going to take a big step this year and have a bigger role in the offense. This guy, I don't know really if you could call it a breakout because he's already kind of pretty good, 
But Michael Pittman with Matt Ryan at quarterback now, I think he's going to have a monster year over there. I think uh, I think he's going to do big things for the Colts. Uh, a guy, it's going to be very tough for him to break out because of the bag he got to play up to what it's worth. But Christian Kirk with the Jags, I mean, I feel like him and Trevor Lawrence could, could build a good rapport there, and they don't have too many other weapons, really. Uh, so I think he could he could have a really monster year. This one's pretty obvious, Miko Hardman. They lost their fast guy. Their second fast guy has to step up and be, <laughs> be the good fast guy now. So, uh, And then for the Cardinals, Rondale Moore with D-Hop missing however many games he's missing. Uh, he's going to have to step up big time for them as well. So, yeah, those are just all the receivers I think, think could have breakout years this year. You know, I'll throw you a, a running back that I kind of forgot about, honestly, until I, I was watching a little TikTok today. How about Travis Etienne? Yeah. Didn't play yeah. last year because of the foot injury. I haven't heard any setbacks. James Robinson isn't even going to be ready for the start of the season, I, I, I believe. Who else do they have? No one, I think. No, well, I mean – it's going to be weird because I feel like the whole point of going and getting Etienne is because Urban Meyer had this genius plan for the offense, and now he's gone. Uh, and LaVisca Chenault kind of does all what people think Etienne can do. So I, I could see him breaking yeah, out. Especially, yeah, but he takes he takes snaps in the backfield. He's, he does all that kind of stuff too. Uh so, and that's kind of what they wanted ETN to do. I mean, if they go full running back mode for ETN, I'd like that more than kind of using him as a Debo situation, just, you know, slot or whatever, swing routes. But if they, they ride him as the as the main running back, I like that a lot. I could see him breaking out, having a monster. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at their depth chart right now. It's ETN, James Robinson, Ryquell, Armstead, and Snoop Connor. Snoop Connor's an all-time name right there. That's a cool No, nah, a great name, but, like, who are you people? There's there's a name in the MLB that I found that's oh, what is it? Chisholm. Jazz oh, Chisholm. Jazz Chisholm? That's an all time name. You just it's made Tyrell so happy if he's still here. That's an all time Because name. that is Tyrell's boy on MLB the show. Really? Tyrell has been using Jazz Chisholm the entire year, even though there are better cards at second base. Yeah. All time. If Tyrell is still here, he you just made his night. I don't know if he is, but <laughs> Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, listen. Once again, I don't think you could really call it a breakout because we already know he's good. I think Scary Terry's about to be crazy mm. this year. That's just because of Carl Wentz. Carl. That's what Pat McAfee calls. Him. I'm sometimes crying. calls him Carl Wentz. Listen, Wensington DC <laughs> is about to go. Commander Absolutely wild. Yeah, I mean, uh, Scary Terry, I saw uh, Madden release like their rankings for catch and traffic, and Scary Terry wasn't even in the top 10. It's like all of his oh, catches yeah. are in traffic and you lost the Like, how is he not top 10? Like, that's crazy. Yeah, it's looking like Rodriguez is in pretty good shape right now. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Corey Seager's at 17 home runs, uh, 18 home runs. He's got 20 seconds left, plus his probably up oh, 19 home runs uh, with his bonus left. I mean, Rodriguez is at 32, so I would assume that he's good. But like, this man's putting on a this man's putting on a show right now. Anyway, listen, 
we just put on a great show, a wonderful show, if you ask me, myself. And uh, let's end it there. Josh, you can let everybody know where they can find you, and then we can get out of here and watch the All-Star festivities ourselves. Oh, also, by the way, I was going to ask you this, Josh. Are, are you going to watch the Derek Jeter documentary? I saw that that was coming out. I probably will. I'll probably check it, it out. on tonight, right after the Derby, I believe. Now, I'm obviously excited. I mean, right. hold on. Let's see here. Come on. I mean, Jeter's on the wall, yeah. baby. Well, he's, he's on the wall. So, obviously, your boy is very excited. But uh, I was just curious. As a non – if a non-Yankee semi-baseball fan was excited – I'm, I I love watching like I I watched a lot of the thirty for thirties like oh, even other sports like I just really like documentaries about sports especially when it's like an all time like team or player situation yeah so I'll definitely I'll probably check it out I'm very excited anyway Josh continue with your yeah program. follow me on Twitter at JoeLynn underscore four uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel at Generational Sports uh, and head over to Underdog use code Gen Z. Double your first deposit. Saw a couple of you guys did that recently. Keep it up. You know, you get paid, we get paid. It's just it's just a great time. Everybody likes their money. Yeah, it's, it's great for all of us. Uh, and, yeah, tune in next Monday, 7 Eastern. Yes, sir. As for me, Anthony Conover underscore over on Twitter for all my thoughts on everything. Um, like Josh just said, make sure you follow us, Gen Z Sports, on Twitter right there. Also on IG, I'm going to try and uh, start grabbing some clips from the show and post them over there as well. Uh, so make sure you look out for that. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, like you said. Use the promo code because uh, everybody likes their money. And uh, listen, we're back every Monday, 7 Eastern. Tuesdays, I do the hard count, me and CJ. That's everything in the football world. Thursdays is backstop banter, which is everything in the baseball world. Um, all three of those shows are available for podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. So wherever you listen, basically, to a podcast, we are available to listen to. So with all that being said, I appreciate everybody for tuning in once again. And uh, listen, go enjoy the home run derby. Go watch the Derek Jeter documentary after and uh, everybody have fun. All right. Well, uh, we'll see you next week, everybody. All right. Until then.